Welcome to another edition of Lock On Lightning, part of the Lock On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Decker. Happy Thursday, everybody. Uh, I hope everybody's being safe and uh, responsible out there uh, while they're living under quarantines. Um, yeah, before we dive, today we're going to be discussing Game 4 of the 2004 Stanley Cup Finals between the Calgary Flames and your Tampa Bay Lightning. But before we get into that, uh, I just want to discuss... Um, little headline that came out maybe earlier today about uh, the commissioner, Gary Bettman, discussing about how to progress with the season. Uh, the number one um, thing that he stressed, which, you know, I very much liked, and I said on earlier episodes uh, during this whole coronavirus pandemic, was that the most important thing is to not let next season be affected by postponement of this season. So, which I guess what maybe he's hinting at, even though they – the league does not have a concrete plan yet is that it seems to me that the rumors of having 24 teams in the playoffs, if, if he's very, if he is really being honest and genuine about his concern about next year being next season, being affected by, you know, this delay in the season's postponement, then to have 24 teams in the playoffs would not be a sensible thing to do because, if you're just looking at that from, you know, without even talking about scheduling and travel plans and how they would even play these games just because of how things are going, just, you know, because there would be no fans and the extra precautions they would have to take because you would have to imagine, you know, hypothetically, if you restart the season in maybe April or even May or June, you know, the 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 coronavirus pandemic i wouldn't imagine would be you know completely wiped out by then obviously you know these things take time take months so and they would have to organize with the arenas and with the airlines there would still be extra precautions in place then so you would have to imagine that they would go to the regular format uh that they've been playing in the playoffs so but here's the thing what, how many would they shorten the amount of games in a series? You know, you really don't want to see that. You really don't want to see, you know, these teams, especially on the biggest stage in the NHL, playing five-game series or whatever the case may be because, you know, then you're sacrificing a little bit of what really makes the Stanley Cup playoffs really, you know, special. And, you know, that part of it is playing seven-game series. So I'm very interested to see what the league comes up with eventually when they do make the announcement, when they do uh, decide to, uh, you know, continue the season. Because do they finish the rest, the rest of those regular season games or do they, do they just jump into the playoffs? I think more than likely they will jump just right into the playoffs. You know, I, you know, being a very avid hockey fan, I'm sure a lot of you listeners out there as well would like to see this season play out. But, on the other hand, especially if you're a team like the Tampa Bay Lightning or, you know, one of those teams that are in the playoffs um, and even the the teams that are on the cusp or, you know, just maybe a point or two in the wild card, you don't want to play out those remaining games because then you don't want to take a chance of, uh, you know, the team, one of the teams behind you who's not too far behind getting hot with, I think there's maybe about 18 games left total for, 
give or take for each team. Uh, so yeah, you, you really don't want to risk that. So I think that a lot of these teams, and I think it will come down to maybe a vote with all the owners where you'll probably see if it comes down to that, that a lot of these teams will vote. Let's just jump into the playoffs, which granted I would like to see. It is unfortunate to see the regular season end like that. Um, but at the same time, if you're not, if you don't want next season to be affected, then yeah, I think that would be the best court, uh, best course of action for the league going forward. Uh, yeah. So it's just one of those things where, um, you know, you got to sacrifice one thing to, you know, uh, kind of keep the, the other thing, you know, untouched and unscathed by what everything is going on right now in the world. So, and before I jump into, you know, the recap of game four, uh, I kind of want to discuss about what could have been for the Lightning right now. Uh, if the season would have gone on, you know, through this, um, the Lightning would be playing the Edmonton Oilers tomorrow night in Edmonton. And I don't know about you, but I would have loved to have seen that game go on just because, you know, that would have been a very good test for this Lightning team. Uh, and it would have been an, it would have been a possible preview into what could have been a potential, you know, finals matchup just because Edmonton has two of the best players on the planet. Um, if you don't believe that Leon Dreisaitl is one, number one or number two, the best player on the planet right now, then I think you need to rewatch some of those lightning games, especially when Connor McDavid was out for a while with a leg injury. But yeah, this is uh this would have definitely been um, a very good matchup. Uh, especially if, you know, the, the lightning would have had Steven Stamkos, Victor Hedman, and, you know, not have really had the injuries and the missing players that they had. So that would have been a cool matchup. And, um, you know, unfortunate, that's the, that's the, we're going to have to wait for these two teams to play in the finals. Uh, that'd be a cool matchup just because also, you know, it will be, it, it could potentially be the first time since 2006 when the Edmonton Oilers, uh, played uh, the Carolina Hurricanes in the Stanley Cup Finals. So, uh, you know, especially this, it would be a, it would, it would be very enjoyable. I think is even if you don't have a, a horse in the race uh, to see a Canadian team finally get back to the Stanley Cup Finals. So, yeah, let's just jump right into the, the game now. Uh, 2004 Stanley Cup Finals, your Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Calgary Flames. You know, we're heading into game four. Uh, I, I mentioned it in my last episode how – this would be a crucial game for Tampa going down into uh, Calgary, um, you know, uh, down to one. And, uh, you know, especially down to this team of uh, the Calgary Flames, what I stressed in the last episode. And let me just re, uh, reiterate what I also said in the last episode that um, I understand there are a lot of Tampa Bay Lightning fans that did watch these games and do remember these games. But there's also a lot of uh, fans that don't. And. Since, you know, there aren't any hockey games on uh, right now and we're not sure when they're going to be, I'm going to recap these games as if, you know, they happened last night. So that's just the way it's going to be, um, you know, and I hope this is a good opportunity for a lot of Lightning fans to go back, watch them uh, the night before and then kind of follow along on the on the podcast as we go ahead and, you know, finally make our way to the end of the series and so, yeah, so game four, very important game. Um, I thought this, I thought the lightning, what they needed to do, especially coming into this game was not play, um, Calgary's game of very physical hockey, you know, Calgary, what they've been doing, um, the whole series thus far was, 
you know, going out there, following up their checks and just wearing down these lightning players and trying to kind of um, really like hook them into, you know, sucking them in into playing, you know, that game as well, where, you know, if you look at the two teams just skating on the ice, the Flames are a much bigger team and the Lightning need to rely on what got them there all season. And that's just fast, fast skating hockey, uh, setting up each other. Um, for scoring chances, uh, pretty much what how this current Lightning team is uh, right now. Uh, but yeah, so let's jump right into it. So uh, Nikolai Kabibulin played an absolutely incredible game in this. I think that he went out there and he played perfect, uh, perfect in between the pipes. And um, you know he he kind of made he took off the pressure for this team. Uh, granted, they only scored one goal, and that was in the first period. Uh, 248 into the first period, power play goal by Brad Richards with um, with assist from Dan Boyle and Dave Andrewchuk. Um, you know he he did what he needed to do, Nikolai Kuklin, Kapibulin, and he just he just went out there and you know kind of it looked like you know he just zoned out the crowd. You know that I don't know if you've been watching these games. If you haven't, go ahead. They're on YouTube. Um, the Pengrove Saddle Dome is a loud arena, loud arena, and it's it's definitely an intimidating arena for any opposing player um, to go into and play at that time. So, but Cavi Bullen went in there. He made 29 saves on 29 shots. Did a very good job and did did what he needed to do to uh, tie the series for his team. You know, not really a lot happened in this game. Um, Calgary did go out there and play with it the way they've been playing all, all series, and that's laying the big hits, um, trying to suck Tampa Bay into doing the same thing. But Tampa Bay stayed away from that, and they did a very good job um, doing that. And that kind of caused um, Calgary to you know get frustrated, and then you could see by the end of the second period, third period, uh, they were kind of gassed from, from going out there and doing that. And there was a lot of, you know, not just laying the big hits, but they were also trying to get under the lightning skin. Um, you know, you could see between whistles, there was a lot of pushing and shoving, a lot of extracurricular activity. Uh, but the lightning just stayed away from that and they played the way they know they could play. And they, that's why they won this game. Uh, even though it was a very tight one, but, uh, the one player I want to talk about, um, just very quickly. Um, and then we'll get into some other stuff. Cause like I said, not a lot happened in this game. It was one, nothing. Um, so with 4:13 left in the game, uh, Ville Nemian uh, put a hit on Vincent LeCavier with his back to him on the boards, uh, which turned into a five-minute major penalty, and he also and a game misconduct, and then he also got a suspension um, for this missing game five. And you know, there's no need for that hit. Uh, basically, if you look at the replay, I'm sure you can find it. Like I said, these games are on YouTube. Um, he's headhunting in this situation. He's, he's trying to do too much. Like I understand from the flames point of view, you want to go out there and try and bully the other team, try and get in between their skin and try and, you know, lay the big hit, whatever you can. But this is just a dangerous play. Um, he, uh, Vincent LeCavier has, is facing the boards and, you know, he's fighting along to get the, the loose puck and, uh, Nemean just skates in and just hits him between the numbers, and LeCavier's head goes flying into the boards. Um, and I, I don't believe LeCavier um, went on to the ice for the rest of the game. He was on the, he was on the bench. Uh, he he kind of looked like he was sort of out of it, um, and I think that was a smart move by the training staff and the coaching staff at the landing to just 
you know, with the lead lead intact, just let LeCavier just sit this one out. And, you know, you don't want to risk your your top player um, missing game five or potentially the rest of this, the series. So that was a smart move by them, um, especially when, you know, the this was a different time in hockey where I don't they did. They didn't they weren't really as big on the concussion protocol as they are now, of course. Um, so to have the, the wherewithal and, you know, to, to not risk it, especially with this guy, um, I think that was a good move by this team. So, and for the, 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 the flame fans to just have an issue with this, you know, this call, I mean, you gotta look at it like at this way, like if that was your player, they would be screaming and yelling probably, you know, who knows what for a five minute major penalty. So, um, you gotta look at it from the, the point of view of that, you know, he, you gotta protect the players because if you don't call that play, if you don't call that penalty on Neiman, I mean, who knows how out of hand the, the, the game could get from there or even the series. So, uh, that was good by the, I mean, it was a no brainer call. Um, if you look at it, I mean, the refs were right there. They saw the whole play happen, but it was good from a standpoint, not giving in to you know, the crowd, the crowd noise and, you know, um, cause sometimes you'll see that in games, whether it's no matter what sport it is, you know, sometimes the refs or whomever the officials are, uh, they won't, they'll give in into the pressure of, you know, the crowd and they won't call certain calls or they'll make certain calls. So that was a good job by them. So yeah, that's, uh, my recap, my very short recap for game, game four of the 2004 Stanley cup finals. Um, you know, it's like I said, like not a lot happened in this game. It was one nothing. Um, you know, incredible game in net in in net between for Nikolai Kabibulin. Um, obviously Brad Richards with the goal. Um, what I would like to see in the coming games, and uh, I believe, you know, spoiler alert, I think Brad Brad Richards does end up winning the Consmith. Um, he uh. I would like to see him shoot the puck more just because, you know, Brad Richards has an absolute cannon of a shot and for him to let it loose like that, I think that would be, that'll be huge for the lightning going forward. Um, another thing that stood out to me in this game as well is, uh, Marty St. Louis, you know, he's hasn't been playing that well this entire series. Um, yeah, he had a goal in game one, but by then, I mean, it really didn't, I don't, didn't really have an effect on the game. But yeah, uh, I think he's just at this point in the series, he's just trying to do too much. He's just trying to be too fine with the puck. He's just um, trying to take the perfect shot. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if, 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 if it's him maybe rushing things or whatever the case may be. But especially in this game, he could not seem to stay on his feet. I don't know what the issue was. I don't know. Maybe his blades weren't sharpened or well enough or or he just kept losing the edge on his on his skates or whatever the case may be i don't know what it is but he it seemed like especially in the first two periods of this game um every time the puck was near him it seemed like he ended up on the ice so i don't know what the issue was there um the commentators for uh hockey night in canada during the game they they were just as mystified as i am about this as well but yeah that's something definitely um i think that Lightning fans, if you're rewatching this, you definitely need to keep an eye out for it. Um, obviously, we all know that the Lightning do end up winning this series in seven games. But if you're looking this, looking at this from a you know game by game scenario, and you you're you're playing the you're looking at this as if you, you don't know what happened, um, you definitely want to see Marty St. Louis play better because uh, having him play well alongside Brad Richards and 
Vinny LeCavier, I think that's going to be huge for the Lightning going forward in this series. So to wrap up the show, I'm just going to discuss about a an announcement that the NHL made the other day as well. Is you know obviously in lieu of live games going on because of this ongoing pandemic, um, the NHL has a has decided to to launch this uh, new initiative called uh, NHL Pause Binge, uh, which will be available on NHL.com and the official NHL YouTube channel. And it will consist of curated collection of NHL original productions content from, you know, NHL Winter Classic, Find the Glass, and NHL uh, All Access. And not only will these games be, they'll also have live games. So not only will these these games be limited to, you know, games that happened this year, but there'll be games from, you know, I believe dating back from the 1950s to present day. So that's something that's uh, going to be really cool going forward and it's going to kind of help you know, the hardcore hockey fans, um, you know, kind of with through, through the withdrawals of, you know, not having games on. Um, I'm curious, uh, what kind of games will you guys be watching? Um, obviously I want to go back and watch some of the, the early lightning games, um, especially from their first season in the NHL, kind of see what that team was like, kind of see what the atmosphere, um, in the home arena was like in Tampa and, you know, just how they kind of like, formed their way into being this championship team to 2004 um as well as you know i'll probably go look at some of the the old stanley cup finals games if they do have them i would love to see how you know because i always like to play the hypothetical what if game um in my head when i watch some of these old games or some of this old footage like for example if you took like a like a prime wayne gretzky and put him in today's nhl um Obviously, the game has evolved since then. You know, the, the equipment's better. The players are in way better shape, uh, as well as the goalies play a different style. How would, like, a Wayne Gretzky fare in today's NHL? I think he would do pretty well. Um, you know, he's not – they don't call him the great one for no reason. I believe that 50% of Wayne Gretzky's game was being creative and being able to, you know, bring more of a cerebral um, – style to the game and make something out of nothing. So I could see him maybe still being a, a 45 uh, goal scorer um, in today's NHL. Of course, you have no idea what he would be like in terms of physicality, just because like I said, the, the workout, you know, the workout routines are just drastically different from what they were when he was playing. So it's, it's pretty cool. So I would like to maybe, how would you, you know, write into the show or tweet at us at LO underscore lightning. You know, if if you had to take, you know, one historical team that you like to watch, you know, I think one of the, obviously those Edmonton Oilers teams, um, those Stanley Cup teams were absolutely incredible as well as, you know, though that dynasty uh, the for the New York Islanders, how would those teams maybe fare against today's NHL players? You know, obviously you have to kind of tweak things a little bit because of course, you know, the equipment's better. The, you know, the, the these guys are, at the top peak level conditioning um, and the goalies just play a different style. So how would you maybe stack that or, or even, you know, if you took like a player, like I just said, Wayne Gretzky and maybe placed him in today's NHL, or maybe if you took, for example, like, you know, Alexander Ovechkin or Sidney Crosby and threw him in, you know, the 1960s or, you know, whatever decade you want to throw him in, um, you know, that's definitely something that will keep you op- occupied for maybe a couple of days or so playing the what if game of if we threw this player or this team into this decade, how would they fare? 
Um, so yeah, definitely, uh, check that out. Um, that should be dropping soon for the NHL. Uh, I believe also the 2020 NHL gaming championship will be featuring, uh, the best EA sports NHL 20 hut players in the world. Um, they'll be playing that. So, um, I'm sure you could find that streaming somewhere if you're into gaming as well. And I'm sure a lot of NHL, uh, fans are, I know a lot of the teams, um, I haven't seen anything yet from the lightning concerning this, but I know a lot of the teams, um, I just got a notification online that I saw that I know the New Jersey Devils will be doing it tonight. They will be doing a NHL 20 simulation of their scheduled game tonight. So, you know, that'd be pretty cool to, cool to see. I know a lot of the younger fans will enjoy that. I know, you know, some of the older fans, um, who are not so much into gaming probably won't enjoy that as much, but you know, these, these simulations are supposed to be very very realistic and, you know, accurate in a way. So, you know, check it out. And if you don't like it, you know, it's no fault to you or anyone. So, um, I'll definitely check it out. I'll definitely give you my, my opinion on it and what I think of it. And if it's, you know, um, you know, uh, if it's something that's, you definitely want to see, obviously, you know, there's no such thing as a waste of time these days, just because, uh, of everything that's going on. It's just, it's just a battle to keep yourself busy. Um, my suggestion is if you can, if you live in a neighborhood that has it, go out and play some roller hockey. If you can, um, that's a good way to keep yourself busy, uh, as well as, you know, um, just, just watch the old hockey games. Uh, even if you, even if you don't want to look at, or you can't find the, the NHL, you know, with them dropping, um, those games soon, if you don't want to wait till then, uh, the NHL, when they celebrate their 100th year, dropped all these, uh, this great footage of all these historic players. And that's something that you could definitely take a look at. Um, you know, great players from, from, uh, Maurice Richard to Alexander Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby, Wayne Gretzky, the list goes on of all the players that, you know, you could, uh, take a look at their highlights and see how they were back in the day and what made them so great. So, uh, yeah, that's it for today's episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. I know the content is kind of spreading thin these days, but just hang in there. We got a lot of stuff planned going forward and I'm super excited to keep, uh, doing this for you guys every day to kind of keep you guys entertained, especially with discussing the 2004 Stanley cup finals. Um, it's kind of a, cool thing to do along with you guys where you guys follow along and I talk about it. And, uh, if you guys have any comments or questions about this series, go ahead and tweet to us at LO underscore lightning or, uh, send an email to the lock on lightning Gmail account. Uh, love to hear from you guys, or even tweet to me at AP Danker D E N K E R on Twitter. That's my personal account. So go ahead, uh, send us a tweet, shoot us an email. We'll get back to you as soon as we can. We'll even mention it on the, on the episodes going forward. Um, and if you guys have, you know, something really cool to say or talk about the lightning, you know, uh, talk about your greatest, uh, Tampa Bay lightning memory, um, maybe, uh, or your favorite, uh, player. It doesn't have to be a superstar. It could be, you know, someone that, you know, a lot of people, you know, don't really think of as, you know, their favorite. So I'd love to hear that from you, from you guys, uh, keep the show going, um, to talk about anything. I'm willing to talk about anything with you guys concerning the lightning and hockey. So, uh, but like I said at the top of the show, hang in there. Uh, we're going to be fine. Um, and we're going to have a good time talking about this, the Stanley Cup Finals. So uh, that's it for today's episode. That's been Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. See you tomorrow, everybody.